following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. Episode 378 is what this is. I would normally give you the uh, dates of production on this, but I I don't. Uh, (laughs) Part of it is recorded one day, another part was recorded another time. This is a special episode, though. This is uh, is one I've been looking forward to getting out to you folks for a while. We recently had... um, one of the greats, one of the true greats of Memphis music in the studio at Radio Memphis. And we sat down and had a, a nice, quiet conversation. It was on a Sunday. Uh, and uh, we sat down with uh, with a guy that I've wanted to just sit down and have a quiet conversation with. And that's uh, Mr. Blind Mississippi Morris. Truly one of the most uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful gentlemen you could ever uh, sit down and chat with. And if you ever get a chance to go see him play, I, of course, I highly recommend it. And, you know, things are starting to get back to normal, which is good. So you're going to be starting to see uh, a little more of these shows that are out there and uh, give you a chance to get out there and uh, go spend some time with these artists and, and, and watching them do what they do and listen to the things that they have. And in this particular episode, we're going to do that uh, in a way. Um, you're going to hear some music, but it's some stuff that was previously recorded. But most of this, a bulk of the conversation that you're going to hear uh, to here in just a moment is a conversation with Morris about his life, uh, you know, as a youngster growing up uh, in, in Mississippi and the time that he did. Uh, you know, he's from uh, the Clarksdale area. He wound up uh, going to school at a, uh, a school for the blind down in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, the, the, story, the stories that you're about to hear are, here are very compelling and just absolutely delightful. And it goes and it just makes the mosaic of what it is uh, Morris is all about. And, you know, all of us have these have stories, you know, and his is particularly fascinating and it's wonderful and it's rather uplifting. And I think you're I think you'll really enjoy this. So uh, we'll get right to it. Uh, We're going to spend a bit of extra time on this one tonight. So, you know, get yourself a beverage, kick back, relax and enjoy a conversation with blind Mississippi Morris. It's all part of of our series right here from Radioland. We'll be right back. Does your current bathroom need to be updated immediately? Introducing One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling, the complete and hassle-free way to get the new bathroom of your dreams in as little as one day and for as little as $1.99 a month. Yes, the experts at One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling will come to you anywhere in the country and show you all the customized options. Now you can have a brand new bathroom in as little as one day. Large or small bathrooms, if you want a new bathtub or shower installed, we can do it in as little as one day. And if you call right now, you can save $750 off your remodel. We make it easy by offering you financing as low as $199 per month. Call now to schedule your free in-home consultation. 855-380-5703. 855-380-5703. That's 855-380-5703. Our next guest uh, is, uh, well, he's a, he's a mainstay down on Beale Street. He's been around a, been around a while. He's originally from Clarksdale, Mississippi. He's become a good friend of ours here at the at the radio station and with the Memphis Blues Society. Mr. Blind Mississippi Morris has uh, joined us. Morris, how are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing fine. What about you guys? You know, I can't complain. I don't think anybody would listen if I did. 
Well, depending on what you're complaining about. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to complain about. I'm just I'm ready for this pandemic to be over. I think I think everybody is. Well, as soon as they recover all the money they lost during the Republican reign, yeah. Yeah, all the money be paid, and yeah, it's gonna be Democrats be happy, then everything be all right. Oh, that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, that's I'm right. We're giving it another six months. About six months, you think? Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. Just optimistic. I like that. I like that about you. You're always optimistic. Always looking on the bright side of things, Morris. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've, what I've always admired about you. That and the fact that you play a hell of a harmonica. Well, I try, you know. <laughs> <laughs> try? <laughs> yeah, I hadn't figured out how to put it under my arm yet to make it work. <laughs> well, there's still time. I mean, you know, the night's still young, Morris. I mean, <laughs> we can experiment all we want to down here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how, did, how did you learn to play? Was it just one of those things you just sat down and grabbed a hold of it and just started playing it? Well, I'm going to take you back down the road. I, I, we was little kids, man. I say I was about in, anywhere between... Right at four years old, yeah. you know, I hadn't started school or any of that. And my uncle Robert Diggs, he was a blues artist. Yeah. Played with the Mississippi Sheiks, and he also recorded on his own. Yeah. And um, he would let my brothers and stuff, you know, I guess they were bigger than me anyway. Right. He would let them play with his harps and his guitar, you know. But he never would let me play with it. I guess I was too little, you know. Yeah. And it made me kind of sad, you know. Because they could play with it, and none of them, I don't guess, was serious about it because ain't none of them doing it today. Right. You know? Right. And yeah. I always liked the music, you know, from the radios. And in Clarksdale, you didn't have but, I guess, two radio stations KD, KDNL and WROX. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh -huh. With Early Right. You know, and, and so when you listen to those stations, you know, Early played. Music on Sunday, and that Sunday you be hearing a lot of gospel, right? For promoting shows and different things like sure, that. Sure, sure. But KDNL played the easy listening music, and that's all you had. And if you gonna get some blues, you had to hear that out of Nashville, Tennessee, WLAC with the Horse Man. So there was no blues down there in Clarksdale. Not not on the radio. Not on the radio yeah, in the, all the clubs, yeah, but yeah, then the clubs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, did you have a lot of records or anything that you were growing up with? Well, no, I listened to them play. They used to play all on, when I got a chance to go out to their house. Yeah. You know, out in Fry's Point, Mississippi is where all of them lived. And man, on Friday and Saturday nights, my goodness, they have every kind of instrument. They'd be the made of tub, basses and stuff like that, real sure. bolts, juice hops, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Put yeah. between your teeth and pluck. Yeah. They had that going on, plus harmonicas and acoustic guitars. Then too many people have electric guitar. Well, of course not. And man, I always was fascinated. But then they had moonshine and homebrew passing around. And when everybody go to getting all messed up there, we kids got to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and that put, a, that, put a, that put a damp on your parade. Yeah. Man, you Things mean, got interesting after that, didn't it? Oh, yeah. You can't stay out there now. Oh, it's no. time to go. No, it's time to go to bed now. <laughs> when they go to dancing and buck jumping and going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. You can't stay out there. <laughs> they gonna get that pump going, man. Pump that water. Yeah. Heat it up. You gonna take your little bath, get all that dust off of you, and you going to bed. And you, they better not catch you looking. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> yeah, and and I always wanted to play. And so what got me started, my uncle would keep his harp up in the shift row. You know the little shift row? Yeah, shift row, yeah. Had the little square part with the mirror on, then you had a long mirror. Yeah. He used to keep his up there in the top, and he never would lock it. Uh-huh. And when he left there, because they used to moonshine, they're living that moonshine somewhere down in Jackson or somewhere. Man, I know they're going to be gone a long time. Whenever you start loading them jugs up. And you knew what was happening. Oh, yeah. When you go loading them jugs, I know they're going to be gone a long time. <laughs> I, I get that ladder back chair, you know. And, man, I clam up there like one of them little monkeys, you know. And I get in that thing, boy, and I find that harp. Man, you talking about patting your foot and making some awful sound. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in your head, you probably were thinking you were doing right. Yeah, I was making a sound. That, that's all I needed to do. That's all no, you needed to do, yeah. To, to put some air and then make it make some kind of sound. Sure, sure. Yeah. And man, I was excited. And he had his, his his guitar behind the bed with a gallon of whiskey and a shotgun. <laughs> and he had it <laughs> covered up with a, one of them flannel sheets. You know? Right, yeah, And yeah. you wasn't supposed to go back there and mess with nothing, right? <laughs> man, oh, man, me and my brother, man, my brother was always, he was older than me a couple of years. And it looked like he had more devilment in him than I did. He had found that, uh, you know, they used to have them iron cups like you have in the county jail. Yes, yes. And man, pull that thing whiskey, man. I hold the cup and he have it with two hands, bare hugging it, pouring that corn whiskey in that cup. He poured that corn whiskey in that cup. We didn't know what we were drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, no. <laughs> we thought it was something good because they be drinking it. You well, know? yeah. <laughs> Man, we got to drinking that stuff. That stuff cut our wind off and everything. <laughs> man, when they found us, we had crawled up under the bed, right? <laughs> oh, man. man, I think we got busted, man, messing with that stuff, you know? Man, when we soon as we got up where we could, you know, walk around and feel pretty good, because that stuff made us sick, we threw up and everything. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. We got one of the worst whoopings. Man, I tell you what, and, but didn't stop me from getting up in that thing, blowing that hog. Right. And I went back home. I was sitting there at a place called Joe Compassioners in Clarksdale. You seen that? Yeah, I have seen that. Yes. Joe Compassioners. Yeah. Well, original store. You probably seen the new store, but the original store was right there on John Lee. Okay. Which is Essequina. That's where I was raised at. In Essequina. Oh, Essequina. I was raised right there. Yeah. My mama stayed upstairs <clears throat> over Mr. Jacob. That was the landlord. Jacobson Furniture Store. Mr. Jacobson. Right. And right next to it was the Hamburger Cafe. And you had a um, white side and a black side. I couldn't figure that out. Because everybody eat, don't they? But in, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, everybody's got to eat. Everybody got to eat. <laughs> but they had this big old, like a petition between it. You know, a big wooden wall. But anyway, you know, everybody stayed down there. They were virtually poor, believe it or not. They depended on chopping cotton, picking cotton, and yeah. farming. You know, if you... If you cropping, sharecropping. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, it wasn't too many sharecropping. They were just jumping on the back of that cotton chopping bus or, uh, you know, whatever they had to do to make a day, you know. Yeah. But I was there on... 
right there from Mr. Joe Compassion where you go down the little steps mm -hmm. and go under the underpass. He, you know, he bought hides and all kind of stuff. That let you know how long that was. They were still selling hides and fishing gear and all oh, hunting gear yeah. and all that stuff. They yeah. traded right there. But I was sitting there. I had me a nickel, and I, you know, you could get a lot of candy with a nickel, man. Oh, yeah. Man, back then, they give it to you, and they scoop it up with a little shovel, you know, and put it up in your bag, and you're a regular customer, they might give you two more pieces extra. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a little you something extra. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're a kid, you, you, you get your credit good. You know? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's more. His credit's good. Yeah. Right? Throw a couple more in the back there, yeah. When he get a penny, he coming, you know. <laughs> so, harmonicas back then wasn't a 50 cent, right? Right. I'm sitting there, man, no shirt on, no shoes, and my pants were short, cut off, raggled as a scarecrow. I'm sitting there on the steps, eating my candy, man. Shoot, this guy, this big old white man. He was talking to me. You know, I didn't know he was talking to me. Yeah. My mind was on that candy, man. Well, yeah, you were busy. You know? Yeah. He said, hey, boy, don't you hear me talking to you? I said, so he scared me, you know? Yeah. And he looked at me. He said, you blind, ain't you? I said, yes, sir. Man, it made him feel bad, you know? Yeah. He gave me 50 cent. Oh, wow. And I went in there and bought my first harmonica. Oh, wow. 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 For 50 cents. For 50 cents. And it was in a little cardboard box. I let you know how much 50 cents would work back oh, then. Oh, well, yeah. It was in a cardboard box. And, man, I was just so happy. You know, I had a harmonica, man. I'd slap on my leg like the big guy. Did. <laughs> man, I'd be just cutting up, man. I know I could probably stop traffic with that thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so Making hard, all man. sorts of noise with yeah, that damn man, thing. Yeah, man, they didn't believe all that racket come out of her mother. <laughs> Sound like a garbage truck, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But anyway, from that point on, from the time I went to school, and right today I couldn't tell you where that hop went. Oh, really? Because I had to go to school down in Jackson, Mississippi. Because they didn't have nobody teaching, you know, in the public schools, blind yeah. people and deaf people and stuff like that. Right. They didn't have nobody teaching. So you had to go all the way to Jackson, Mississippi. I don't care where you was in Mississippi. Your destination was either Jackson, Mississippi or Pinewood. Yeah. And where Sam come from, too, Sam Mai. Uh-huh. Yeah. But in a way, make a long story short, I started taking music appreciation. I, I got that all figured out. Yeah. And I liked the music, man. I kept on going. And, man, somebody introduced me to a trumpet. Oh. Man, I got that trumpet, man. And I was making new racket. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> man. That tends to happen with a new yeah. trumpet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had that trumpet, man. Stick my trumpet up, man. Sound like a goose, you know? <laughs> hoo -ah! You know, I, I was digging it, man. You know? <laughs> All at, all at once, I got good enough to play first chair, you know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did yeah. that for a long time. Yeah. And I learned to play all the brass. Yeah, Trumpet and trombone. Yeah, flugelhorn. Flugelhorn. French horn. I didn't mess with the tuba. My buddies had the tuba, though. That's what we smuggled the wine in. <laughs> <laughs> a little tip for you kids at home. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't want these kids to try that. Don't try that. <laughs> Makes them sound funny. You might funny. get expelled. Yeah, you might get expelled. Yeah, don't yeah, try yeah, that. Yeah. Man, you, you, but we had that stuff, man. We'd be working it, man. And all at once, man, somebody said, hey, man, get the bottle. Get the bottle, man. 
Somebody had to reach their long arm down and find it. <laughs> you didn't want to be the one to get caught with it, you know? Man, you talking about I can pass that thing around all these blind cats? Man, just like playing a blind football game. You know? <laughs> That's no way hike. Oh man! <laughs> so you were you were in a you were in a school band of, with, with all yeah, the blind yeah. kids then? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. blind kids, man. Yeah. So you'd have to learn the music by ear then. So yeah. that's where you develop the that yeah, ability. Yeah, I played my style is kind of like trumpet playing. Yeah, and harmonica playing. Yeah, I combine the two. Oh, and so I count my scales and things different from everybody else. Sure, I combine the two. That's interesting. That makes mm-hmm. sense, though. I underst- mm-hmm. I think I understand that. Because when I was in school, I played the trumpet as well. So I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. So when did you get back into the harmonica then? Man, it got light to carry, you know. You know, you can... You know, you learn you can put one in your pocket. Yeah. And you got a pocket pal. They made some hop called pocket pal. Yeah, pocket pal. Mm-hmm. You put that thing in your pocket, man. Somebody see that thing. Hey, man, can you play that thing? No, I just carry it for the women. I, I tell them, I said, man, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. It depends on how much money you got. Yeah, right. Yeah. I said, maybe, you know. Yeah. You got 50 cents, I'll play for you all yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, man, just maybe. Yeah. You know, and they hear you hit a few notes, they know you can play. Oh, man, play it again. I said, give me a 50 cents, a dollar, a quarter, something. Like yeah. Let me get something, man, because you get cold cuts, you know. You yeah. get crackers, man, and cheese, you know. That meat ain't like it. He is today. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That meat we had back then stayed moist and soft a long time. Right. Man, you can get a piece of bologna, slice it, and you leave it out, I say, an hour. You drop it, it'll sound like a quarter. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Things aren't the way they used yeah. to be, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then, man, them crackers, you know? All that stuff done went up. You saying, what they done put in this stuff to make it so high, right? You know? Sawdust. Yeah, yeah I bet it. you right that feeling, man. You're yeah, right. That yeah, sawdust. It's like that, they don't color rag bologna for nothing. They probably got a lot of rags in it. been <laughs> soaked up. <man. laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, Soak it up in grease. <laughs> it's about 20% bologna, I think. Man, but kids, man, they don't they don't, they don't, don't care because their they, they parents don't cook. Yeah. You know, you got yeah. babies making babies and babies raising babies. And they can't cook, I promise you. They can't boil water. Yeah. I tell you what, a chicken will come out of the egg before they scramble. Yeah. Yeah, that's how bad it is. Yeah. And the young women, you know, back in where I come from, in the country, I'm going to tell you, that's the first thing they taught the girls, how to wash yeah. and cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And take care of house. Home economics. That's, you got it. That was it. That was it. Learning how to manage your money and learning how to buy groceries. And- Absolutely. Yeah. And I tell you, playing that harmonica been good for me. You know, I, I said, man, I don't want to carry a guitar. Because if I carry a guitar and I leave that somewhere, or, or put it down and somebody pick it up, yeah. I done lost a lot. Yeah. But if I put down a harmonica, ain't nobody going to blow that harmonica too quick. Because they don't know whether you brush your teeth or That's not, right. Or they don't know your eating habits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or anything else that's going oh, on in there. going on, man. They don't know whether you got sauce, you know. Yeah. 
Well, harmonica players are specialists, though, with the with the blues. I mean, yeah, guitar players are almost a dime a dozen, but harmonica players are very special. Oh yeah, you got to feel that. It's you. Your heart become you. Yeah. It's a small instrument, but man, it's personal. Sure it is. You can make it whine, cry, do all kind of stuff, man. You know, and I can't say enough about it. But I tell you what, it's been a ticket for me all around the world, thirteen countries. So I yeah. can't complain, you know. You know, you know, especially at the you know at the time of you were when you were growing up and the the difficulties that were there in Mississippi already for a young black boy. Still is. And then and being blind. Yes. I mean that 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 was the the greatest ticket in the world for for a guy that had any idea of what music was about. It's just like man being born in a crap game, and you hit seven when you should have hit eleven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's it. But you don't have no choice in all that, you know? Well, you got to play the cards that are dealt to you. And, there you go. You, and you, you well, you've right. done fine by that, though, clearly. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it got you all over the world and making some records and making a lot of racket. Yeah, that's, that's the key, man. I did making racket. <laughs> <laughs> My wife get at me, man, the music be playing in the truck or the van, and I go to picking and going on. Yeah. She's all right. Stop it. <laughs> I said, I'm just making rhythm. Um, I have a I have a song queued up over here from you called Mississippi Jukin. Yeah. Can I play it? Yeah, play that, man. That's Tony. I think Tony and Brad wrote that. Yeah? Yeah, Mississippi Jukin from town to town. And that's true, too. And I'm going to tell them a lot about that. When, yeah. Yeah, we'll play it. We'll chat a little bit more about that. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Well, I'm Mississippi Morris, ladies and gentlemen. Here it is, Mississippi Jukin, right here at Radio Memphis. <laughs> Nearly did me in. You had dropped it, licked. I was 
Mississippi Duke and Radio Memphis here, Blind Mississippi Boris, from the best of Blind Mississippi Boris. He is right here in the studio with us. We appreciate you coming down, Mo. Hey, man. In the house. Yeah, glad to be in the house. Y'all do so much for the musicians and their families right here in Memphis, Tennessee. And I want to say this to everybody listening that's able to make a contribution to the Blue Society. Hey, why don't you do it? Because it's, it's, it's very well needed right now. You know, it's very few people that's back to work full full time. And if you're getting anything, man, it ain't enough to catch up with what's wrong right now. You know, so do the best you can. Well, I appreciate Love that. thy neighbor. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's and if everybody just did just one little thing, mm-hmm. we'd be in a much better position we're in right now. Amen. You know, and I, it breaks my heart to hear about some of these musicians out there that had to make decisions, difficult decisions, of whether they're going to get their medicine or whether they're going to turn their their lights on or whether they're going to eat. And uh, at least we could just take one of those things off the plate if we can. You know. Yeah. That's you know one of those worries. If we got a little bag of food or maybe a couple of bucks to to make something happen, that's important. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, I understand that your cousin was Willie Dixon. That's correct. That's correct. Vicksburg guy. He was born in Vicksburg, and folks lose out. Yeah. Did you uh, did you get a chance to learn much from him? Not really. By the time this was in back during the eighties. He had came here. Yeah. He had started the Blues Heaven in Chicago, which is the old recording studio. Yeah. But anyway, he said he was going to help me once he found out who I was and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. By that time, he got sick. Oh, no. And I didn't get a chance to go in and do no recording with him or any other ones, you know. So I said, well... It's up to me to make it. I got to make it on my own. Well, and you did. You you recorded with a lot of greats like uh, Muddy Waters. Yes, sir. That's that's and his son and his son. Mm-hmm. Big Bill. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, Big Bill Morganfield. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Rolling Stone. Yeah. Bill Wyman. Yeah. He played bass for me. Yeah. Was it there was a picture that was you and Mick Jagger that yeah. was floating around here not long yeah, ago? Yeah. Mick hung out with me, man. Down on one of my gigs. <laughs> Down at the world famous Blue City Cafe. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. That was not terribly long ago, but just before the pandemic, wasn't it? Yeah, just before the pandemic. Yeah. And then he and, he and uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, I think, were talking something, and Mick was out doing the city and popped in to, I guess, come hang out with you. Yeah, he did. He came on out with me. And you know, uh, Bill Wyman, they wrote a book yes. called Blues Odyssey. And I'm mentioned in that book, you know. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I made some movie appearances. Uh, Mr. Eddie Murphy. Yes. Yeah, I got a chance to be in that movie, but they chopped a lot of it out, but they still use my music in the part where they, in the little restaurant there, uh, sitting down, there's my music you hear playing. Oh, yeah, well, hey. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, that's where, that's where that sweet money rolls in there when Hollywood yeah. comes to call and done it. <laughs> yeah, well, they call them, man, thanks to all the people that believe in me from right around here. Yeah. You know, from the commercials and everything that we've done here in the sure. city. Mm-hmm. Were you one of the guys that just used to just sit out on Bill Street and play? Were you one of the outdoor musicians before yes, you came into the, in, into the clubs? Yes, sir. I was down there when they didn't have about no more than three clubs. Everything else was pawn shops, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, you know, they were sitting out there, man. I'm telling you, you seen so many people with their instruments right out in front of the pawn shop itself on the sidewalk. Right. And they'd be playing to get their stuff out of hop. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> this is real stuff, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't doubt it at all. <laughs> they be them pawning and the man know them because they there. One week they pawning and the next week they getting it out. Yeah. Yeah. But he, they, he, but through the whole process, everybody benefited. He got people coming around there, going in there, looking and buying stuff, you know. And these guys playing, paying to get their instruments out. Yeah. They let them use them to play, but they don't, they can't go no far in that with them, you know. You sit there on the sidewalk and play, and that was yeah, it. That was it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I yeah. think Furry Lewis did was very famous for that too. Wouldn't he? He'd put his guitar in Hawk so he could eat, and yeah. then if he had a gig, then somebody have to go get his guitar out of Hawk for him to play the show. That's right. And then after the show, he would take it back to the Hawk shop. Yeah, but you know he was a street sweeper for a long time. Really? He swept Bill Street, kept it clean. Oh wow! Then he go to from <clears throat> from Bill Street down to the train station. Yeah. And he played up there, you know, for tips. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I know there's a, there's an effort to get a marker for for him uh, down somewhere along Beale Street. I guess over near the FedEx Forum, which is where he had a house. Yeah, yeah. we've done mm-hmm. a. We've kind of narrowed off of it George down. Lee back when George Lee was the street that was yeah, behind Beale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, a lot of information. That's the most. Uh, there's that's the most information that we have been able to find about where Furry lived. Yeah. It's documented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, hopefully this year when the pandemic subsides, we're uh, we're gonna be doing a better. I thought he lived down there on Butler somewhere. <clears throat> One time back in the alley, back up in there. Down there with what what that lady name used to play guitar. Oh shoot, man, she not true. Memphis Minnie. Oh, Memphis Minnie, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they were neighbors. <clears throat> yeah, my wife worked with her niece. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Wow. At the bank. Yeah, but yeah. There's no, there's mm-hmm. nothing in Memphis to, to document furry. So uh, we're hoping this historical marker. Right down there on Butler. He used, yeah. used to be right down there on Butler Street. Right down there back in the alley, back over there somewhere. Yeah. Him and Memphis men. Yeah, because Robert Gordon told a little bit of that story about mm-hmm. how he would meet him, mm-hmm. and he would he would talk with you, and he would play for you if you brought him a bottle of Ten High whiskey and a cheeseburger. <laughs> they sure know it, man. <laughs> <laughs> he used to keep it in his back pocket or in his lapel. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they called that the ass pocket, man, because it was an ass pocket full of whiskey usually. Mm-hmm. He, he used to keep. Keep it right, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he had the pig leg, you know. Oh, Curry, yeah. Oh, he did, did he? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's where yeah. he kept all that liquor in there. He kept a gun in there, probably. Yeah, well, he, I know he kept a whiskey bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that I saw. You know, not seen physically, but you could see him when he... Oh, I trust you in your vision. About <laughs> picking in a grinning. He had to <laughs> pop that top and take his finger and put it in there and pop it. Boop! And he get busy with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you played out on the streets then uh, oh, with yeah. the rest of those cats, and yeah. then eventually uh, did, did, would somebody, one of the club owners, just say, hey, hey, man, you're good. Can you come inside? Was it, Is that how that worked? Uh-uh, or? No, no, they didn't want that. They didn't want that at all? Uh-uh, because they didn't have to pay you. Oh. They didn't have to pay you. So you out there getting it from the people that's walking by, and you drumming them up business for free. Oh yes, I hate to say it, but it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's changed much. Not very much. Not very much. But the only thing changed now, you can't do that on the street. No, you can't play out on Bill anymore. Yeah, because they're playing over in Handy Park, in, or in that. They don't little... allow you to do it. They don't allow you to play on the street anymore. You can't do it. You can't do it. Mm-mm. 
You know, I think you're, I, 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 not that I'm doubting, I, I remember seeing Big T, I think, or Big Jerry. <laughs> Big uh, T, Big Jerry, I know. All they they were play. playing outside the old Daisy. They played out there, yeah. He played yeah. in that alley, though. In that little alley right down there. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of went away. I don't know if they're even putting any musicians in those alleyways. Oh, they, 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 that was something somebody did just to help him. Oh. You know, because he wasn't supposed to do that, you know? Wow. And he was playing for tips, you know? And I don't see how he could sit out there. I used to go down and help him, you know, play for free. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right, because I think I recall mm -hmm. seeing you out there playing mm -hmm. with Jerry. Yeah. Out there, Me and Freddie, mm -hmm. you and Freddie and Jerry, right there outside mm -hmm. of People's Billiards, or that's right, or at the Old Daisy, one of the that's, two. That's right. Yeah, we go out there and help him. Wouldn't never ask for a nickel, man. Let him keep it, you know. But I tried to tell him, I said, man, you never get nowhere out here in the sun, bro. Pretty soon, big as you is, you know. Yeah. Man, this sun gonna get you. Yeah. And sure enough, it did. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys were making more money out on the street than you would in those clubs. Yeah, you make if you stay out there, you got enough stamina to stay out there all day, and you don't be baked like a potato if it's hot. Exactly. Oh yeah, now, all that plays a big part, and especially you overweight man like him. Oh yeah. Oh no, you 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 know, actually tell him he can come down to BB where I be playing. How come they don't let me play in here as an accent? <laughs> just, just he's right over there. Go ask him. <laughs> yeah, go over there, man. Find out why you don't play up in here. Oh my God, uh, Morris! I got to take a little break right here, and then uh, coming up, I've got I've got a couple of tunes from you that we'll that okay. I want to play, and one of them is uh, Secondhand Store. I will. I want to talk yeah. about that tune. I know it's a special song. For, oh yeah, for you. special song. And before that, I'm gonna play Wrecking Ball. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll chat about both those tunes and uh, some more. How, how's right. that? Are you doing okay? Can we get you anything? You all right? I'm good. Okay. I'm good. We got you full of Red Bull now, so we're yeah. I got a little energy. We're gonna go. We're gonna go all night now, yeah, Morris. Yeah, I got that, that third cup of coffee. <laughs> we can make that happen too if it comes yeah. down to it.
Mississippi Morris at Radio Memphis there, and the second-hand store, the uh, the rather famous and sweet tune that that's uh, that's what that is there. And Morris is here in the studio. Uh, you said that uh, you told me off the air that uh, that song was written for someone, wasn't it? My mother, yes. And and it was recorded out of Mr. Eddie Dallas' place. At Eddie, yes, I know Eddie. Yes, Inside Sound. Yeah, yeah. with Wally. Was Wally involved in that? Wally Ford. No, I think. On that day, the Bluebirds was in town. The Bluebirds, okay. Yeah. They come over in England, I recorded with them. Because that song also was was picked up by the McCarty Hype Project that right. Brad did. And uh, did you play harp on that recording? Yeah. With with them. And that was, I know it was a controversial record at the time. It was There was some weird stuff that went on with it. And it was recorded and it was shelved. And uh, Billy Gibson found it and remastered it and, and and turned it loose. So we have it. We actually have that here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have a copy of it, I could probably burn you one. I got, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got everything you've ever recorded, don't you? Yeah. 
inside oh, my man. head if it ain't as long as it's working. You know? <laughs> <laughs> How many records are you on, Morris? Man, I can't even tell you. Yeah. I recorded with somebody, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Because everybody wants to have you on their record, don't they? I guess. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, they need something unusual. I'm glad they can't see what's on the records, you know. Well, well yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they put them out in Braille. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That, that would work a little bit better. It know? would, wouldn't it? Yeah, they got they a thing do that. Octagon. You ever seen that? No, I have not. You can rub it over newspaper and all the print raises up and you can feel what it is. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Wow. That's scientific. Now, if you could do that for some of the flat chest women, you don't you feel it? <laughs> I hear you, Morris. <laughs> We're going to get our team on that right now, actually, you know. Oh, man. What is... We'll get you a, a copy of Playboy in Braille. And, uh, you they know, got those. How they but they look this? like stick women. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they give you an idea. The rest of it is up here. It's yeah. all up in the head. Of this how well your hormones <laughs> happen. You know? A man can dream, I know. Yeah, yeah. Ahead of that, uh, we uh, we had the tune Wrecking Ball. Uh, what's the story behind Wrecking Ball? Well, Wrecking Ball is a, is a thing about women, you know. You know you ain't got no business with them. But they make you feel so good when you are, you know. And when, you know, you know you need to leave them alone. Yes. But it's hard to turn loose something to make you feel so good. Oh. And, and it eventually just tear you down a little bit at a time. You know, you're trying to figure out how to get rid of them. They're getting all your money, all your love, and nothing in return. You know, especially the word "I, I love you." Yes. Yes, I, I remember hearing a recording of Sun House talking about what blues was, and he said it was specifically the relationship between a man and a woman. Yeah, good feeling gone bad. And it happens far too often. Yes. If the right woman can make you change religion. <laughs> <laughs> make a man change gods. That's, That's some, right, man. Pretty powerful ass is what that is right make there, you my become friend. A <laughs> Melody sticks her head in here. Yeah. <laughs> She's she's checking up on you, Morris. She make, <laughs> make you make you turn to a Jehovah Witness. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's that's what that's what it is. You know, um, you want to tell somebody, you can't keep it to yourself. Well, of course, and and but that's that you've always written along those lines too, though. I mean, it's everything that you've experienced in your life. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, a lot of stuff you can't say. You know, because I I'd be trying to keep it where people can sit down with their family and eat a biscuit and, and listen to my music, you know, yeah. with their family. But, you know, some of the guys don't care, but I do, you know. Yeah. I'm not with all that provocative stuff being revealed because they used to not allow that in recording. Well, yeah. On TV or none of that, man, it's ridiculous now. You know, money changes the whole world. There was there was that whole bit of uh, I guess what they called hokum jazz uh, that was twenties and thirties stuff where some of these artists would sneak in a recording every once in a while that had very very salacious language and oh yeah and and subject matter you never been tempted to just you know as a joke just this just lay one out there well I, I have I want to cover that one of Joe Lewis let me lick your gravy baby because your meat too high to buy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me 
know when you have that done because I'll play the hell out of it over here. I just... <laughs> yeah, I wanted to cover that, but I said, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> You, certain <laughs> reputations have to be maintained, I guess. Yeah, you, you, know, you had to have the good housekeeping seal. You know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the good housekeeping seal. You don't seal want your picture hanging on the garbage can like Mr. <laughs> Yuck. <you know? laughs> They'll start running you out of clubs before too long if you're not careful. Yeah, you have to watch it. You know, a lot of them get ousted, you know. Yeah. And I've been around a, a good long time and I always had, you know, a good reputation that followed me, you know, as far as getting along with everybody. Right, right. You know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. If I'm not, I'm not. Sure. You know, hey, I ain't mad with you and you ain't mad with me, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, just before this pandemic started, you had a good standing gig down on Beale Street, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And uh, not all that's all up in the air. Are you planning on headed back there soon or? Well, I'm playing uh, right now at Blue City. They're giving me work back. That's my favorite club, you know? Yeah. You know, I love BB, but they don't have enough blues there. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, they don't have enough blues there. And, you know, BB's name says a lot. BB's was the blues. Yes. BB, man, he he, right. he played the blues plum until he left this world. Yeah. Did you ever work with him? Yes. Yes. They flew me in from Lake Tahoe to Nebraska to play almost for B. Oh, really? Oh, wow. <clears throat> Were you are you playing regularly at, at Blue City yet, or is it just? Well, they got me. How's uh, that working out right now? Uh, Friday, Saturdays, right now. Friday and Saturdays. I like to do a seven day thing, you know, in the you know like twelve to something through the week, you know. Well, can you elaborate? What time are you on Friday and Saturday for from eight to from eight to twelve? Eight to twelve, both days. Okay. Yeah, eight to twelve. Okay. Good, good. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to go see. Uh, come on down. See you down the and bring your instrument. Go. We let you come up and play. Oh, little jam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We let you play with us, man. We ain't like all them stuck up cats. <laughs> I still carry <laughs> carry that tradition, you know. Oh, sure. It's, it's man. You show that love. That's what it's all about. That's what music is. Love. Well, we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. the fact that these the, the the legendary cats are they're they're, they're getting few in number, and oh, yeah. we got to find a way to keep the the the, the thing alive. And we are in a way, but. There's the young kids that have got to understand this and play it, and and uh, you know, I, I, and I think that's great. You say, hey, come on, bring your bring your bring your axe and come up on stage. Come on up here, we'll hook <clears throat> you up. And, and Frank is good with it. Uh, uh, Don is good with it. All those cats I play with, man, we they not stuck up. Yeah. Hey, if you can play. You want to grab a microphone? I ain't gonna let you grab my hop or nothing. You know. No, no, because we don't know where your mouth's been. No, we don't know where they mouth been. You know. <laughs> They might have only just been on a joke, you know what I'm saying? I hear you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, man. They just like, 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 like they said, nobody knows where the nose goes when the door closes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel oh, like man. I'm learning so much here, Morris. It's, it's an education. Going to school. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's important. Yeah, you got to keep that in mind, you know. I once had a conversation with Vince Johnson about uh, about the street, and he said, "Man, I have seen him come and I have seen him go, but mostly I've seen him leave." Yeah, and that's the, the that's the reality of working Beale Street. It's tough. It's tough down there. Man, I asked a lot of them about some of the cats that used to play on the street. Man, like who can remember Alabama? Can you remember Alabama? Like. The band Alabama? No, no, no. A man called himself Alabama. Oh, oh, a man. He used to wear, he, he was an old black man. Had to be in his 70s. Yeah. 
But all his tunes were the same, you know, but he had different words. That was Alabama, and he wore some size, like about 15 shoes, because I could be uh, on 2nd Street there and step on his foot on 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> Those are big feet, Boris. <laughs> big foot. Big foot. Oh, oh, my gosh. And he would, have a, he would have a guy, you know, sometimes there'd be a bum. His name was Slim. I don't know where Slim was from, but Slim could figure out a way to get in anybody's act. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? And, but, you know, Alabama liked for him to be around because he couldn't afford the beer in the club. He sent him across to the service station to get him a stag. He said, tell me, man, dip, dip, quarter, then dip me a stag. i give you a quarter. Hey, that's all he needed. You know, he gave him a quarter and enough time to go across there in a day's time. He'd have made a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> you got to work an angle, man. That's how that works. Yeah. Do you remember Uncle Ben? Oh, yes. Oh, you yeah. remember Uncle Ben? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uncle Ben Perry. Yeah. Everybody used to call him Uncle Ben because he called everybody his nephews, you know? <laughs> he, quite he, a family there. Yeah, yeah, man. Everybody, everybody you could was get to play to. with him was his nephew. Because <laughs> he could beat you out your money. Oh. Uncle Ben, get that bucket. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Let me count this. Oh, oh yes. Five for me when a half of one for you. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it was one of them kind of deals. Yeah, you know? yeah. But that had to add a, an extra layer of difficulty for you too. Uh, being well, you can't you can't see what's happening. You know. Oh, and you can't That's tell. That's why the... I put a top on my bucket. Uh huh. Oh. You put and it's yeah. got a, a hole in the top like a yeah. mailbox. Right. Yeah. And you can't see what's in it, and you can't see what nobody dropping in it. Right. You know, so if, it could be good or bad. You don't know what they're putting in it. As long as they don't drop no snake in it or nothing. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, and how do you how do you tell the difference between a five dollar and a ten dollar bill? Well, you don't. You have to let your wife look at you it. You got to have somebody you can real. trust. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It might not yeah. be real. People be putting that stuff. Man, you'd be surprised how many counterfeiters out here now with these new state of the art copy machines. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in Europe, and you've yeah. been there, you've traveled all over the world, all yeah. the bills are different sizes. Right. You know, it's like coins, like here. I mean, coins. I'm surprised they haven't done that here. Because there's a lot of blind folk here. Man, it used to be the time, though, you could feel a dollar bill and tell what it was, a five or 20. Yeah. Because it had a raise, and, you, you know, you had to be very sensitive. You know, just like reading Braille. Yeah. You had to be very sensitive to tell what it was, you know. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you had to instill a lot of trust in a lot of folk. Yeah. Well, you know, I try to maintain that by not messing with people I know that's crooks. Yes. You know? Keep them at arm's length. Yeah, you keep them at arm's length. Because it's definitely a lot of crooks. Um, I believe it was R.L. Burnside that said some some people you got to feed with a long wooden spoon and some oh, of them you got to feed them with a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And chest tie them too here and there. Yeah. 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 Had them down, yeah. Speaking of R.L., oh, we were talking about him earlier before we came on the air, and uh, you, you knew R.L., didn't you? Yeah, yeah. He seemed like a sweet the man. The boys, too, yeah. I yeah. played with the boys. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That whole Burnside family. Yeah. And yes, now, now the Burnside and the Kimbrough family are together, I think, and they're all just one big, happy, Benton County family. Hey, man, that's all right. That is all right. As long as you're getting along and ain't doing the Hatfield and the McCoy. You know, they <laughs> yes, they yes. shoot the same bullets so they ain't killing many people. Yeah. You yeah, pick it up, point. load it up, and shoot it back across there. 
Yeah, but, you know, when you can get along, you don't achieve the big thing. You know, when you can get along with your neighbor, you you know, you're doing pretty good. That's the hardest fight Get everybody's right. going through right now. Oh, yeah. right. I know. When you can get along with your neighbor, man, they find some kind of reason your dog can get in the yard. Or, or they don't think the property line is right, you know. Yeah. They find some kind of way to start some ignorance, you know. Sure. Yeah. You know, and you got a problem when, you know, you're going over to bar with some salt and somebody giving up sugar, you know. That, that, that's a big problem, too, if you know what I mean. Sure, sure. You know, you got a wife or something, you know. Hey, she going over there to borrow some salt, but somebody getting some sugar while she getting the salt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So. My, my uncle used to say, you know, why would I need a wife when everybody else got one? Wow. Oh, wow. You read that one then? Wow. <laughs> That's a song right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. What yeah. was it what was it like for you in the in the 60s, uh, you know, with uh, with the civil rights movement and and being blind? I mean, that has to you have must have a different opinion about that than what everybody else well, was going through know, at the time. When, when you look at that kind of situation, the murder and the being mistreated and the lack of education. Yeah. And I tell you what, when we was in school, we had now this is crazy and heck. All us blind, I don't care if you're green. You got a black school and a white school that blind people attend. That makes no sense. It didn't make no sense. We couldn't see what color you were. Oh, my. You know what I mean? But what was so killing about it, the white people had pages to turn, but we had, you know, books we had to bring in with a fork lift like the Flintstone. They were on rocks. Oh, my God. Just kidding. No, no. Oh, my God, Morris. You had me. You had me, buddy. They though. You know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah, they're on stone. Yeah. (laughs) Hammer and chisel. There's your Braille right there, man. Yeah, you had one of them little birds doing his thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. Man, we be wondering, now, what I supposed to do with this here, man? You know, they talking about, you know, going to the moon. And we talking about going up the hill. That's how far back we were, you know? Yeah. Our wheels still were flat. Yeah. So they didn't need no brakes, you know? And it took a whole lot of people to get you up a hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it was a mess, man. And nowadays, though, uh, thank God for that, that kind of understanding with the government, you know? Because a lot of this stuff is caused by your government because they didn't allow it, it wouldn't happen. Yes. You know, uh all that now is in one school. Praise God for that. You know? You got that every, right. Everybody go to school you together. That right. and that's a blessing. So everybody can learn and achieve the same things in life, you know? Simple equality is all it is. That's it. Simple you know? equality. Yeah. And understanding that embracing a diverse environment is far better than cutting it apart. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got to tell you about Free World, man. Oh, Free World. Yeah, Richard Cushing. Yeah, Yeah. Free World, man. They let me play it on one of their albums. Well, what were they thinking? Man, I don't know, man. (laughs) I wonder what they were thinking, how much they had drunk, man. (laughs) Those hippies. Yeah. (laughs) Great cats, man. They are great cats. They're great cats. Dr. Green. We sadly lost him not long ago. my buddy, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, both of them was uh, musicians in the... The famous Mr. B.B. King's band. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Him and his brother Melvin. Mm. 
See, Melvin, a lot of people didn't know that was Herman's brother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They played the bass, yeah. And Melvin played bass with me, Plum Up until he died. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, Herman was sitting in, shoot, about a month before he died. Down in Blue City. Yeah, because Herman played right up until the end, did he? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He come sitting in with me, man. We had so much fun. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, we, man, we'd be cracking jokes and talking about the good old days. You know, when Bill Street was Bill Street, you know? Nowadays, it's more commercial than anything. It reminds you of New Orleans, in a way, for us, you know, them, you know, I don't know how to say it, man. The way they take advantage, but New Orleans still got people playing outside. Uh-huh. See, that, that's the last time I played New Orleans. The last time I played New Orleans, I played the Royal Sinesta. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's the that's you get to ride around, you know, and listen to what's shaking in the town, you know. Other than the crime, <laughs> hey, New Orleans, all right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's almost a sister city to Memphis in a way. In a way. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, in a way. <clears throat> but I think I believe we got more crime than they do now. We don't we don't find a way to find more guns than they got down there. They shooting people with spears down there. I don't know. But they ain't they ain't dying like they is up here. Memphis is getting big in Chicago almost. Come July first, everybody can carry a gun whether they got a permit or not. Yeah, I like that. You like that? You think it's a good idea? I know it's a good idea. And you gotta know the reason for it why I think that. Why is that? I tell you off the air because they might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hear uh, Highway 61, another favorite oh, here in no. a bit. And we're going to talk a little jazz, too. So uh, so stick around. <laughs> Blind Mississippi Morris here in the studio at Radio Memphis.
61 there, Blind Mississippi Morris. Morris is here in the studio. Thank you so much for coming down tonight, Morris. I appreciate you doing that. Hey, man, my pleasure, always. I, I love the sound you get out of the harp on a tune like that. It's just, it's solid, it's smooth, it's just, it, it, it gets you, it grabs you, it, it, and it forces you to listen. Oh, yeah. And that's what I like. I always listen for that kind of stuff from any artist that, that comes through. You gotta, you gotta grab them by the scruff of the neck and say, listen to what I'm doing, and this is what you got. <laughs> I know that doesn't that doesn't happen overnight. That took a long time for you to develop. Oh yeah, it took from that fifty cent harmonica all the way to where I'm at now. Yeah. Yeah, through all the cookies and then tater chips. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to learn to keep from putting people's eyes out when they hear me play. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah, having to. <clears throat> Come into clubs from the back door and yeah. slide through the kitchen to play the show, and then you yeah. know all of that, and now here you are, you know. There you go, man. That, 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 I tell you what, I never knew, you know, where it would take me. I never thought about it really, you know, until people hear you play, you yeah. know. Yeah. And when they hear you play, that's a whole thing. Sometimes that's good and that's bad because it violates your privacy with your instrument. Yeah. You be, you know, you become personal with it, you know. It's a relationship that you have with that thing. Yes. And see, and when people hear you play and go to make them come and, hey, man, that's you playing that? Yeah, like they blind and I'm blind, too. Yeah. Sure. It yeah. levels the playing field, doesn't it? Yeah. Man, that you playing that? Yeah, me playing it. You know? It's a man, you want to play with us? You know? Yeah. No, that wasn't my plan. You know? It was just something to console me, you know? Well, and that, I think, is better left between you and that instrument, and I don't even want yeah. to delve into that any further because that's, yeah. that's, I respect that. I, I think yeah. as, a, as any musician has that relationship, I think that's very important. That's what drives your art. Oh, yeah. You know? Right, have, you, have you given much thought about getting back into a studio and recording any new material? I want to. Uh, I was trying to raise monies to do an album, yeah. a video, yeah. and a book. Oh, yeah. well, I bet that book would be interesting. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> oh, the tales you can tell. Oh, man. The names you could name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, I can tell you something. I mean, I mean, from the times I can remember as a kid, I mean, through the family and the things you learned, you wasn't supposed to be learning, and the things you, you know, saw, because I could see up until about four and a half. And, you know, I could see butterflies, sunflowers, and bees and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And all at once, it went black. Do you still have memory of that? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like yesterday, you know? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, when they're like three or four, they kind of forget a lot of things, you know, as you, as you get older. I don't remember much about being three or four, but I would imagine something that well, when you go that blind, stark. When you go blind, those images are in your head. Right. That's <clears throat> your mental factors, you know, and your feel and your taste. Yeah. All that becomes, I mean, like, on point, man. Yeah, because you know a bad biscuit when you have one. Yeah, you know it, man. I tell you what, you can smell that. <laughs> you can smell it one. coming out of the oven. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, something wrong with that biscuit. Send it back. <laughs> Send that one back, man. We ain't going to have that. We ain't going to yeah, have that. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you didn't know whether it was a poison biscuit or not, you know? <laughs> Some of them musicians did so bad, they got a bad biscuit, just like a dog on the <laughs> I have a little bit of audio from you uh, from the uh, the uh, the Jazz Foundation of America. Yeah, they they came and paid you a visit some time back. Yeah, and 
is good. Yeah, it's really, really good. We're going to play it here in just a second, but um, uh, I know blues and jazz are so close. I mean, I know there's a, there's a lot of differences between them, but there's a lot of parallel with with. Have you ever fooled around in jazz? Yeah, man, I take you know, sometimes you might have to hear us. I'd be I take Curtis Mayfield and all that stuff, man, and just rip it up. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the chromatic harmonica player that was playing all the jazz stuff in the 60, 50s and 60s? You know what I'm talking about? I can't think of his name for the life of me. I remember Blue all. Oh. And if you said it, I probably would know it. But but he played he played exclusively the chromatic harp. And he could do some things with that thing. I mean, it, it, it was... Carabelle? I think that was it. Carabelle. Carabelle. Yeah. Carabelle played the chromatic, yeah. And it was a lot of jazz. Yeah, he could do anything he wanted to do. I mean, it's like yeah. Charlie Parker with the with the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you play chromatic? Yeah. Yeah. You like playing it? Yeah, I got endorsed with this company called Harmos. They gave me one. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear it's a little harder to play than a regular harmonica. Kind of so. You need more wind. <laughs> yeah, you had it's a, a great, bigger box. <laughs> you had to create a tornado or something or get a fan and put back in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah. You have to eat a lot of beans before a show like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, well, gas, but you don't want to put it there and put it to your lips. Do it there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some there's some decorum here, folks. Yeah, I think you better keep it where it's at. Yeah, exactly. Well, what we have here is is your version of Baby Please Don't Go. Okay. Yeah. That's the one that that we pulled. It's only just a few, just a just about a minute of it. And, and can I kind of play it? Yeah. Let's play it and listen. And then we'll chat a little bit. Here it is. So easy, Morris. Oh man, you sure do. That's there's a lot going on in that in that little bit of music. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it sounded mm. good. It sure sounded good. Um, it's I think I think it's it's so cool that you have been recognized by peers outside of blues and rock and roll. You know, guys like the Jazz Cats are they're looking at you. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know that's that's fantastic. And you've earned every every accolade that, that has been bestowed to you, without a doubt. You know, when you leave home, you know, from the south, the cotton fields all the way to New York City, all the way to Canada and Europe and all those places over there, you pass through a lot of avenues. You know, we stop in New York. That's a whole different world than down here. Oh, yeah. And you oh, yeah. sit in with those cats, man. They fascinate you. You fascinate them, you go on to the next station. You get off on that train, you know? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. No, that's a beautiful thing, you know, and I'm, 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 that's why I'm absolutely thrilled to have had you here in the studio this evening. Um, I've, I've been a fan of yours for for a long, long time. Thank you. Since I've been here, Can I got you here. Say and, something about the Jazz Foundation. Absolutely, yeah. Please um, do. Yeah. The Jazz Foundation of America. Um, I can't say enough for how much they've reached out to help. Oh yes. Blues musicians here in Memphis. Yes. Uh, Will Glass up there has been phenomenal to work yes, with. Yes. Yes. Um, I just can't. I just want to say thank you, Will, and the Jazz Foundation of America for everything you're doing. To, especially they have a, they have a, speci- a special COVID relief fund just for uh, helping musicians. That's uh, fantastic. Helping, I mean, you yes. know, a lot of people don't realize that they are supporting all you know all genres of music and musicians. Mr. Peter Barnum, and it's yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's it's just wonderful what they're doing. That's beautiful. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. It really is. It really is. They make sure you can have some way to get some medication and a bite to eat. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And keep a, a wave on a little bit for a telephone where you can stay in contact. Where if anything happened for you, you get it. Yeah. That's important. Yes. That's so important. We had heard th- through the um, through the volunteers when we when we started the Feed the Blues uh, initiative, the you know, the pandemic relief about there were there were a couple of cats that had said that they had they were afraid they were going to be forgotten. And when I heard that, it mm, broke my yeah. heart. It really yeah, did. Yeah. And, and it was like, no, here's here, no, you, how could how could you be forgotten? You know. We've got these records, and you're important. You 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 still matter. And when or other organizations like the Jazz Foundation is stepping yeah. up to say, "Hey, you know, you do matter. You you're a, you're an artist. You're a musician. You you create things that are important to the culture of this country and this world." And you, sir, are right there on top of that. Thank you so much, and I want to send a special prayer out for Mr. W. C. Garrison. Yeah. Longtime legendary yeah. drummer here in Memphis, Tennessee, and yeah. worldwide. He lost his son this morning. Oh, oh no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lord, thoughts or prayers are with his family and yeah. his what? Yeah. It's it's really hard when a parent has to bury a child. Yeah, you look for your kids to outlive you. That's their job. Yes. But it ain't always Boy. so. Yeah. yeah. No, no it isn't. Well, I'm not being a downer at all here, but but it's, it's important to it's important to talk about that stuff, and and I, we're gonna we're gonna turn you loose into the nighttime, my friend. And uh, I appreciate uh, the time you gave us here in the studio. I, people that don't know about you that have been tuned in, and, and we're gonna we're gonna replay this uh, at a later date. We'll make sure you get a copy of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's right. But uh, folks need to go find Blind Mississippi Morris's music. If you're just new to this to this to this gentleman and his music, go get this music. It's I guess it's available everywhere people can get music. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere, yeah, online or, or Memphis music. Oh that's yeah, Memphis music down on Beale. Yeah, down on Beale. Them my folks right there. That's family, right? Robert there. Allen Parker. Yeah. Yeah, man. that shifty son of a. Man, why you? You can't say that, man. You can't say that. Say something else. Say something else. I, I love him. I know he's been down here a few times, oh, and yeah. I, I get such a charge out of being in his presence because he's just just the coolest guy in the world. He's just so so nice, and he runs an old school record store yeah. when you could go in and hum a few bars and they put a record in your hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what's exactly. Malcolm and Smokey, all them up in there, yeah. Oh yeah. So any anybody coming to Memphis, step on into Beale Street, go to uh, Memphis Music and get a copy of Oh yeah, Blind Mississippi Morse's stuff, man. Yeah. Go in there and get all kind of stuff, man. T-shirts, I have harmonicas. 
They might have some strings if you break one. <laughs> they, they, just, they just might. <laughs> they just might. They just might do that. Yeah, well, Mal can play hop too, you know. Oh, he does, does he? Yeah, well, Mal can play I hop. I didn't know that. You're going to have wow. to catch him playing. He can play that thing, oh, man. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, Mal can He just doesn't admit it in public, does yeah. he? Right. He uh. can play it, man. He play better than half of you catch you here on the street. <laughs> <laughs> he could probably teach him a thing or two. I ain't putting you on the grill, Malcolm. I'm just saying. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. He said Fridays and Saturdays at Blue City is where you're at right now, 8 to midnight. The legendary Blue City Cafe. Yeah. If they ain't got it, you better off with that. Go hungry, too, because the food there is something man, else, delightful. man. Man, You got Greg and Brewster yeah. and all of them around there. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That, that makes uh, it happen. That steak they got in there. Oh, Man, you die for that steak, man. Oh, that's uh, that's special. That's, that's, in fact, I think the first meal I had when I moved into Memphis in the 90s was at at Blue City. Man, I ain't had a steak that good since we were cow rustling. <laughs> 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 like stealing chickens. I, <laughs> I, I, I hear you. Um well, well, great. Thank you so very much, Morris. And, uh, you know, anytime we can help you out, you want to pop in and just come hang out. If we've got any musicians that are, you know, we'll start warming back up a little bit. You want to come yeah. bring a band down here and just do a thing? We can do yeah. that. That'd be fun. Yeah, man. That'd be, be fun. fun. That'd be yeah. Fun. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't ask you to play tonight. We gave you a night off. That's what yeah, we Yeah, yeah. But we're going to, next time. Next time we're going to let my whistles in there, man. Put the whistles together. I, I, I was thinking about bringing a little harp, you know, and I had them in the bag. You know, and brought them up. You know, it was just as fun just to talk to you as, yes. as, it, as it is to listen to you play. Well, thank you well, so it sure much. It sure is. It sure is. It's a blast. Yeah. Um, Mark, I'm going well, to grab a break. When we come back, let's let's hit up the calendar. You want to do yeah, that? Yeah, we can you know, do that. We, we can, can do, do all that, that as well. Yep. And uh, and uh, we'll be we'll back with, with a little bit more so folks don't yeah. run away. Morris, thank you again, yeah, my Morris, friend. Morris, Melody, right. thank you so much. Hey. Thank you You so guys much. are incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Reverend Oma from the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. A lot of us are making time to deepen our spiritual paths. The Broom Closet has a wide selection of books on spiritual topics and a huge selection of tarot and oracle cards for connecting with spirit and our higher selves. You can choose from our vast selection of gemstones, crystals, and crystal jewelry to enhance your spiritual journey. Check out our mindful living gifts and home decor to complete your sacred space. Visit us in downtown Memphis or online at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radioland with Rick Cheddar. Once again, caught between the sheets, caught between the schedules, and, the t- and I'm not prepared. <laughs> it's just what, who's prepared for any of this? There's always something that's going on, always. And there's always a chance that I'm going to screw that up. And I did, and and it happens. It's just the way that it goes. It's just it's just a simple matter of being prepared, you know? <laughs> and, and and what will happen this time out? Oh, there'll be something witty, maybe something, at least an attempt at wit. And then there'll be some, uh, some interesting conversation that'll occur between uh, me and somebody else and whoever else is around at the time. And we're just going to have to kind of wing it as we go. Because that's just what it is that we do. How it is that we pull it off, I, I I don't really know. I'm often mystified sometimes myself when I finally see that the finished product is done and it's ready for, for listening. But I don't know. We'll all find out together now, won't we? For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, 
player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. For what it is you hear what's uh, coming up next time on the program and uh, as we continue on as we uh, go into the spring and we get into this post-pandemic uh, thing that we're that we're we're starting to really take a look at. This is uh this is some exciting times in a way. It's a bit spooky. It's uh, it's a, it's well it's certainly different and I recommend to you folks uh, an idea, uh, just a thought to keep in your head as you go go around uh, in the world, and somebody is going to lay down some type of uh, I don't know uh, bullshit. I guess is a good way to say it uh, about whether or not you should be wearing a mask in public or not is really quite frankly none of their business. And uh, if you feel comfortable wearing a mask, please do it. Um, you, you're not going to get any lip from me, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm going to be kind of wearing this thing for a while myself. Even though the mask mandates have been listed or lifted, listed, lifted for the most part, uh, it would. Uh, I just would feel a little bit better if 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 I had one on, and that's kind of what I'm going to be doing. So there it is. <clears throat> you just have you just you know just have to live and let live. You know, I say it at the at the end of every show, and this is an appropriate time to lay it here. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other. All right. I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radioland. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com.